Welcome, teacher friend. I'm Lori. And I'm Melissa. We are two literacy educators in Baltimore. We want the best for all kids, and we know you do too. Our district recently adopted a new literacy curriculum, which meant a lot of change for everyone. Lori and I can't wait to keep learning about literacy with you today. Hey y'all, this is just Melissa this time around. Lori is uh, a little bit busy this week, but I just had a few things I wanted to kind of get off my chest or get out of my head and um, talk it out with you guys. So I hope you don't mind that this is just a little short one-off for us to um, just talk about some things. So um, this is something I actually went to a conference this past week and uh, I don't think anything I'm about to talk about was actually at the conference, but just sometimes stepping away and having some space just gives you some other ideas that you haven't thought about before. So actually on the drive to the conference, I was listening to a book by Brene Brown called Dare to Lead. Um, again, had nothing to do with <laughs> curriculum or literacy or anything, but something about it really spoke to me. And um, one thing she mentioned was about how you know, we used to do education where the primary, you know, the or what we really wanted students to come out with at the end were jobs where it was really all about muscle, right? So more of our jobs where it was physical labor. And then she said more recently, kind of like up until very recently, education has been about the mind, right? So we're going to college, we're doing these things where you have to get really high degrees and um, learn so much to be able to do those things. And we are just at a brink right now where we have technology and computers that can do a lot of that thinking that we we had to do before. Um, and so where do we go from here? And her speculation or where she sees things going um, was, or I think maybe where other people saw, see things going and she was quoting research about it was, um, that we really need to look at jobs where it's the heart, right? Like that we as people bring something to a job that computers, technology can't, and that's where we really need to focus. And so somehow I made this connection to curriculum and our implementation of wit and wisdom this past year. So my thinking around it was really all about just that and how the heart is where we need to focus, right? The heart of this curriculum, the heart, and not the heart of the curriculum, but the heart of what teachers bring to that curriculum that is so important. So I think we've talked before about fidelity to the curriculum, and um, I think it really is that we often... Um, we come to the curriculum, to the consumers, teachers, even district level, everybody that might see it, and we bring our minds to it first, right? And our first questions are like, how do we change it? Or is this right? It doesn't mesh with what I thought literacy education should look like. So I, you know, I, I want to question it. I want to change it. I want to do those things, which is natural, right? Because we have been taught with this use your mind. And I'm really thinking now, like, what does it look like? if we bring our hearts to it and not our minds. So not questioning it, not wanting to change it, but how do we make it real and fill? I, I thought of it as like filling the spaces that are in the curriculum. Um, I think about actors and you know how they talk about, you know, a great actor. It's not always about like how they say the lines or even the lines themselves, but those pauses, 
right? And where people just have that moment where you are breathing and you just feel it. And I, th- I feel like there's something similar to that in, in teachers bringing it to the curriculum. Um, and so I, I don't know exactly what it means or what it feels like, but another analogy that really stuck to me, and this actually came from the conference, but talking about something completely different, was about marriage. And how, you know, you can't have a marriage if you're just doing all of the chores and paying the bills and picking up the kids from daycare and doing all the things that need to be done, that you still don't have a marriage, right? That the real thing that you need to come to make that marriage is the feelings, the emotions, those spaces in between all of the stuff that has to get done. And that is what I kind of haven't put my thoughts fully together yet around, but what I feel needs to happen when teachers bring it, when teachers come to the curriculum is how do I fill those spaces? So I'm thinking even like, you know, you have in the curriculum a question, you have suggested answers, right? But how that question's asked, the expectations the teacher has, you know, the, 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 moves the teacher makes and how that how to ask that question how to get the answers from the students how they respond once they get answers from the students whether they match what was in the curriculum as suggested answers or not knowing whether it was close or not quite or just said in a different way and and how to how to manage where you go from there um there's so much in those spaces and I just feel like you can't always, it's, 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 I think maybe it's, maybe it's a little bridge of the mind and the heart, but I think there's something about also thinking from not just your mind of like, okay, if, if this question's asked this way, I do X, Y, and Z, but just knowing instinctively, like they got it or they didn't and knowing with your gut where to go. Um, and that's not scientific, and I know it's not, but I think that there's a lot to talk about there in the, there's so much outside of just what's written on the page in the curriculum that happens in the classroom. And I'll leave you with just one example of this, and I'm sure there are a million examples from all the places where curriculum is being implemented right now, but a teacher that I saw in a kindergarten class where we often hear you know, if you look at what's written on the page, kindergarten kids can't do it, right? And because they can't sit that long, and that's completely understandable for that age, right? That they can't sit for that long, they can't pay attention for that long. And what I saw a teacher do was the lesson exactly, that you could follow that lesson exactly, you could see where she was, but the students, every I would venture to say every 10, 15, 20 seconds, the students were repeating a word after her. They were standing up. They were making a motion. They had, they had different movements to go with things she said. They, you know, they were answering questions. They were turning to talk to somebody. They were doing things so often, and none of that was written in the curriculum. That was something she brought because she knew it's what her students needed, but she still was implementing that curriculum the way it was. So... I'll just leave you with that thought. I don't know exactly where (laughs) I'm going with it. I think it's something to explore um, from here on out. But just that idea of it's not always just what's written on the page is what has to happen. It's not always let me bring my knowledge to this, 
but also bringing your heart, right? So that you know your students, you know what they need. How can I bring my heart to it without changing what's there? So we'll talk more about this, especially when I have Lori here to talk to. I miss her this week and we'll come back and have more conversations. Thank you for listening.